I want to be seen with Rich as much as possible before he becomes like Fortune 100 status. He gives off the, you give off the air that you already are <laughs> Fortune 100. I give off that air? Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? It means like... Um, you present yourself well. Yeah. That I'm Fortune 100? Yeah. Dress the way I am. Even right so. Now. Even yeah. so. Partly because of that, I think. It's like, you don't like you're the only one dressed up here. That's true, because I need to prove something. <laughs> I have much to prove. Hi, I'm Morgan Birch. And I'm Bill Birch, and this is Birch and Birch, and we're here with our Coffee with Colleagues podcast. And today, I'm really excited to have Rich Cronin with us. Rich is awesome. Hello. Rich and I started with um, Liberty Realty together, and have been friends ever since, and Rich has been killing it in some areas. So, um, Rich... Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Glad Good you made morning. it. Had a huge drive, three hour drive here, thanks to the snow this morning, which was nightmarish, it sounds like. No, it wasn't the snow, it was just the traffic. Just in general. Just, just the traffic. Oh, yeah. Well, right. Cool. Well, so, this, this is the part I'm most excited for, partly because I'm younger in my career. But we have a question that we would like to ask you, which is Sure. What do you wish you knew when you started? First and foremost, uh, you go into real estate, well, I went into real estate with an expectation of every career that, or not one career that I had, but every job that I went into prior to this, which was in technology, mm -hmm. where you have a mentorship, where your team grew and it was the, the success of your team, which gave you the success of, as a manager or a director. Um, I didn't really see that in real estate because real estate, every individual person is an individual agent. And uh, where we were with uh, Liberty, uh, it was profoundly true that you found out very quickly that you were on your own as it related to other people, uh, other agents. So I wish I knew that prior to coming in yeah. uh, because um, I would have approached uh, real estate a little bit differently and a, a lot more quickly. The second thing that was important to me was um, understanding what my skill sets were uh, and utilizing them to make it work inside of uh, real estate. So I was a chief information officer uh, for a few healthcare um, uh, uh, groups in yeah. the area. Um, Such a badass. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it, it has a lot of uh, years of uh, IT, data analytics, etc. And I didn't realize what a skill set this was uh, for real estate, when I when I found that it was profoundly absent. Yeah, because you, you have such a unique way of being a real estate agent. Yeah, like literally everyone else. But that's relatively new. I'm a Rich Cronin fan. I don't. I don't think <laughs> it's no, really. I mean, the, the relatively shifting, new. The shifting to where you're using data as your driving target. force, and, and that's how you're targeting clients. What, what made you realize? What made that switch? Like, when did you go, oh, wait, let's try something complete. Let's try this differently than anyone I else. I got angry at another agent who <laughs> called me out. Uh, an, an agent called me out. Um, long story, not to be told, but I got called out. 
uh, on how I will not be successful right in front of your father too. Oh wait, I know this story. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and so I said, okay, I'm going to find out everything that you do and how you do it because mm -hmm. I can, I know how to do that. And so I was using my tools to literally go over everything this person did, mm -hmm. uh, how they made their sales, how they targeted people, how they went after, uh, and who they went after. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this pattern started to emerge in front of me. I'm like, you're going after landlords. You're going after them within three years of when they've had contact with your past clients. Um, and it developed a map of how I move forward. And so I'm like, okay, I need to use data analytics to understand the market. And instead of chasing leads, many agents will have like three or four buyers or five buyers that they're bouncing around from condo to condo to condo to condo to condo. And then they get frustrated because all their time is being spent with that one person. Right. Whereas very successful agents here you, you notice that they're listing properties left and right is because they know who to target, how to target them. That's true. And I'm also noticing a pattern of people listing a lot and then not expecting some of those just not to work out. They don't do open houses. They just list. Mm -hmm. Just drop them on the MLS. They drop them on the MLS and, and go and off they have to tons. the next listing. And Correct. they're really, really good at getting mm -hmm. the listing. And then they put it up and then they... Then they use their listing history to get more listings right. by showing people what their listings are. Well, they, they know uh, through the patterns, previous patterns that they, because they've been in the industry for 20 years. Right. So they have a very established pattern of how they get those listings. Um, and uh, true, you do see that a lot of listings that I've gone through that. Yeah. Uh, putting listings up that they just didn't hit their mark. Um, and that also becomes a, uh, a learning tool of how you price your product. Yeah. in this market, yeah. uh, especially with an investor. Um, I noticed that uh, people who, who actually live here are more realistic about the price point that you place your property yeah. at versus someone who lives in Iowa or Florida yeah. uh, that has investments here so that will say, okay, when I left there, um, I left uh, that market in a booming market. It still seems like it's a booming market. How come I can't get the top price point? Yeah. And then you have to explain to them why it's now a buyer's you market. You know, that's a great, I want to segue into something. Sure. Um, All about it. Your, with your data analysis, I know that originally you were really focused on, on those landlords. Yes. And then the landlord non occupant owner condo market kind of blew up with a lot of landlords recognizing that the rental only buildings were stealing people and making yes. it hard to rent. Yes. And then that drove an incredible amount of condo inventory, which is pushing out prices. So what's your, with that background, what's the, what do you see as the state of the market here right now? So just to go into clarity of that, because that's actually a, a sales pitch that I have to a lot of my investors that don't understand the market, is I, I simply show them the map of downtown Jersey City and where the development is, is heading right now and has been heading by approved developments. And I let them know that 
we've just gone through this recent boom of 9,000 units being constructed, meaning, you know, a condo. So an average building that goes up in, in Hoboken or downtown Jersey City will have about 240, 270 units inside of a building. But recently there's been a, an explosion of 9,000 units that had been constructed with an approval of 38,000 more on the way. Uh, which would means, you, would you say about half of those are under construction now? They broke yeah, the ground well, on or a little more? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's about 30 to 40 percent that's uh, under construction, broken ground. Um, so there's a lot more that's on the way. Just take a look at the map, and you're like, there's a lot of construction left to go. Um, and most of that are apartment buildings that are going up. So what happens is um, the local landlords or the, the individual landlords. Um, that realize this. Perfect example. There's a mm -hmm. building called 201 Marin Boulevard that's in a yeah. in Paulus Hook. Mm -hmm. yes. um, they had about 60 uh, investment units in there, meaning that uh, 60 of those units were investment properties. The rest were owner-occupiers. And over the course of 18 months, a one-bed, one-bathroom condo dropped by $100,000 in a period of 18 months. And that was significant. And the reason why, and you can show the investors there, that there were three buildings that were built right in the same neighborhood that added 1,850 units right within that one neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And all the landlords that saw that construction going up, they put their place on the market trying to get top price. And all of a sudden they realize that a vacant market can't do that anymore. Or a vacant vacant unit or a vacant condo can't do that. And so it became a race to the bottom of how quickly can I drop my price to sell sell my unit. And that's what's that that picture of 201 Marin Boulevard is the picture of the market in Jersey City. And whenever you see a new construction going up, simply take a look at a condo building right next to it and yeah. say, you're gonna have a massive price drop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys need to sell. And you need to sell. And, and the art of doing the data analytics is identifying those who are in the market to sell, which are landlords, mm -hmm. finding who they are, where they live, as well as owner-occupiers between three and seven years, because that seems to be the key point where someone oh, yeah. holds on a piece of property. You know, that, that, that makes me think about the when you're working with those landlords or the sellers. Um, Morgan and I both do deal with some relocation business where people mm -hmm. that lived in Jersey City or Hoboken are now relocating in other places yes. in the country. Their relocation company comes in, asks us to do a broker uh, market analysis, which we do. And then we talk to those sellers and they struggle to get their head around that. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they do is they don't like the price, but then with those analytics that mm -hmm. we share, they're, they think, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't sell, maybe I should rent. Yeah. So then we talk about the rental challenge. Because part um, of the reason, right. Go ahead. And then the, but then the, my experience, I don't know about yours, Morgan, but my experience is that they decide they're going to rent and then our hands are off and they go to try to rent, but then they struggle to rent it. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes they end up coming back to try to put it back on the market. Of course, we're in this, and I think it feels to me like we're still in a slightly declining market. Yes, we are. And... So now they're in worse shape than they were, which makes them even madder. First, they didn't—they weren't told what they wanted to hear. 
So that frustrated them. Then they decided they were gonna rent. The rental didn't work the way they thought it was going to work. Now they're back to thinking about selling, but the market's even a little bit worse. Mm -hmm. And now they're just plain mad. Do you run into that much? Uh, I, I run into it a lot. There's um, uh, a few, I mean, I'm looking at a property right outside the window here that uh, that just happened to me, where uh, their property was priced um, competitively. But because everyone over the summer and fall market uh, were being really aggressive and trying to get rid of their properties, this landlord uh, was his the value of his property property kept on dropping, and it was very reluctant to get another rental in there. Uh, and the way for me to get that rental in there was to try to find somebody who was renting with an option to buy. Uh, and I conceded significant amount on uh, the commission uh, for that to occur um, because this landlord didn't feel that there was a reason that I uh, needed to pay a broker's fee for the rental and a broker's fee uh, for the sale for the same person. Um, I'm getting that also at like 77 Hudson Street in downtown Jersey City. 99 Hudson, there's over 700 units being built up right. right there. And so when you're showing a property which you've listed, uh, and there's a question uh, from the investor, why isn't this property selling? Well, because there's 700 units literally right next door to that you. That are brand new. That are brand new, same price point. Um, so, yeah, the, the investor that came into this investment maybe seven, eight years ago, uh, who are now not anywhere near this geography, uh, who really can't appreciate the amount of growth and development that's coming into this area, um, they, they struggle, tend to struggle with uh, their return on their investment. Um, I have one uh, investor that's in 201 Marin Boulevard uh, that I had a really great conversation with her. And I said, listen, it's not a loss until you sell it. It's your, your investment is never a loss until you sell it. So if you plan on holding on for 10 mm -hmm. more years, hold on to it for 10 more years. And then and truly... But then, but then if you're writing it out and you're not living in it, you're rent, trying to rent it and you can't get a renter or your rental price is so low, then well, isn't it a loss? Oh, you, you, can, you can always get a renter, but the, the problem that... I, because we're pulling in people from Manhattan all the time. Right. And these big hmm. buildings that are coming up, they're pulling in the advertisements like crazy. So if all these apartment buildings that are going up in Jersey City are renting in the path and are renting in, in downtown Manhattan are drawing people here, you are going to get renters in your building which is you know just like let's uh, let's pick on 77 Hudson Street mm -hmm. you will get a renter there but, but the problem the is is the right. price point's got to be low and then if if I guess it's not a loss as long as you're still at least netting zero yeah and so for the new investor you're not going to get that because he already has it then you're okay so you're just, someone's you're just had it to, you're just trying to manage your losses to keep them as low as possible in hopes that the capital gain in the long term, as the market, I mean, because obviously we're right. in a that we're going we're in a trough right now, but eventually you can feel it with population growth and things that are happening. Building is slowing, mm -hmm. that inventory influx is going delayed. to decline. Then the population, and then we're going to see the wave pick back up right. and roll through again. It's just 
buying your time until you can get there, right? Yeah, the, but I, I to your point, um, talking to your investor to try to find out where their mortgage is at, right. mortgage is at. Uh, that's the key thing to having an honest discussion with them because if this is a relatively new purchase that they bought two years ago and then they have to leave mm -hmm. uh, for a job or something else, the discussion is you really should sell because in order for us to rent this, it's going to be below your mortgage currently. Right. Uh, but if this is a person that... And you're just paying taxes and oh, other... If they're someone that, that, that owned that property for 10, 15 years, right. it's a completely different discussion because yeah. their mortgage is consider considerably different. Okay, yeah. That's a lot to absorb. Yeah. Well, I think I'm talking to, wait, when, what, right now? I mean, that's, yeah, that's a lot to soak in. Go ahead. I interrupted. No, I was just, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was. <laughs> that's because you're smarter than I. No, no, I think I was just, I'm really in, interested in that because I have a couple listing clients right now who neither of them can can accept a lower price or at least that's the way they're they feel that talking. Way. they feel like they can't yeah they will take a loss if they lower their price yeah but they have to sell yeah and i'm doing everything in my power to to sell it with yeah. all of my like how yeah. do i market it how do i spin it how who do i talk to how can this but the i think the the it it's got to just be the price at this point. Well, if they're if they're an investor, uh, it yeah, it's, it's going to be about the price. One's and an investor, but yeah. What I would suggest that you do is you do uh, list it both as a rental and as a for sale, um, and whichever goes first, give them the option to make that decision. And so you price it appropriately <clears throat> for a sale, aggressively <clears throat> for a sale, uh, but in the market for a rental. Yeah. Um, so it actually gives them both offers. He's actually time. wanting to choose, instead of doing rental, he wants to do Airbnb so he can keep it up for sale and then only Airbnb it out during the week or during the weekend. Managing that might be difficult. And also you have multiple people in and out of there, which may cause a little bit more damage to the property than oh, yeah. it's worth. Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that was his perspective too, but it's been on. It was on with a different realtor before yeah. me. Anyway, we're yeah, getting to it. If you're in the homeowner's, seat though it's not an easy decision to make no. and, and it's always easy to look back historically and recognize what you should have done or could have done yeah but going forward none of us have a crystal ball and you don't no. know what's best maybe what's smart is to go at it kind of with a rich mind of looking at okay so what are if you do airbnb let's estimate how much that's going to cost you if you do rent rental you always have to give the data um not in the thing that sells me with my clients you do, you do. well you have to you, you should have to. we all should but yeah, you're you the... have to oh yeah well the thing that sells it to my clients is that um i i need to do the data for myself as well um for example um per quarter uh there are between 17 and 1900 agents real estate agents in the state of New Jersey, Ooh, that are no longer at. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there are between 17 and 1900 agents in, in New Jersey that that go inactive, that they they stop becoming agents. Um, in and the state of New Jersey. In the state of New Jersey. 17 to 1900 per quarter, quarter, every quarter, go inactive, uh, and that translates in Hoboken and Jersey City. Hudson County area, 
roughly 75 properties, real estate or investment properties where the previous agent is no longer active. That's so So all the landlords who believe that they still have an agent this, yeah, no this longer is, have an that's agent. That's brilliant, yeah. Now, the past quarter, two past quarters ago, um, which is uh, the June quarter, uh, the numbers rose significantly. It was 5,800 agents in New Jersey went inactive. 5,800 for 50, like 18? 1,800, That's, yeah. How, how many percentages? With that? How, what's the well, the reason why that happened yeah, yeah, was okay. because we all had to go through our continuing education. Yes. And so those agents that were like, do I stay in real estate or not? Do I spend the money to go through education? Do I spend the broker's fees? Do I spend the licensing mm -hmm. fees for the MLS? They all decided to opt out. This and is why the 80% attrition rate is minched on three years because yeah. that's when you have to do your continuing ed. Correct. So you probably stopped a year ago, but you just your license doesn't run up until Correct. it runs up. Correct. And then, then you see that occur. But what that translated to in Hudson County is over 700 investment properties that now no longer have representation for as far as real estate. And is you concerned. know that number because you did the yeah, research. Because you do the research. Because he does the data. Because I do the data. And so I take that to my landlords that I represent. I'm like, this, this data is important because now all of a sudden you're seeing all the attrition of real estate agents that are, are dropping out of the market. A bigger number was referral agents. Referral agents was 20,000 people in really? the state. Yeah, in the state. Huh. Uh, went to uh, active referral um, throughout oh, the state. Like they switched from full-time to from referral? Full-time to referral. So um, this told me, I'm like, so all my data or all my articles that I wrote since 2016 predicting this buyer's market has a real effect not only to you the investor but to the real estate agent who says now i can't be productive in this market and they need to do something else so that that data is very profound not only to uh the the, the landlord the investor but it's, it's profound to me uh the agent because it's telling me what's going on in this market and that those predictions from 2016 were and correct. we're lucky to be as busy as we are yeah, yeah maybe we're not lucky maybe yeah. it's just hard work but it's hard work. It's hard work. Cool. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. Yeah. I, you know, just, um, I know that you probably absorbed it much better than I did, but that was a lot to think about. Okay. It was awesome. I love talking to Rich. I know. <laughs> I'm such a, so, um, I still have my, in my MLS, I don't, I haven't told you this, in my ML, in my Hudson County MLS, mm -hmm. you don't have to, you have to name searches. Yes. My, my prominent search is named is Rich Cronin. Cronin. I do really? too. Yeah. yeah, mine is too. At the Cronin okay. search. We have a folder so, that's called the Cronin system. So obviously okay. we're huge fans. Yeah. Rich is awesome. So, hey, thanks for coming no to problem. sit with us. Can we got, have you back or could we come event. visit you? We should come visit you. We should Maybe do... a beachfront. You can do a beachfront if you want to. So over that the way summer. you don't have to drive. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll coordinate it when you're coming up here anyway. Sure. We can do that. We should do like a, like a Rich's Market thing. Yeah. The market update. Sure. The Rich yeah, Cronin and market update. Interview about you about the market. Sounds good. You know, we could do that on Zoom. Uh, you can't even, we're filming this too, so it's really rude to ask you now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, because you can't say no. <laughs> we'll hold him accountable. Anyway, thanks for coming. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate so it. Much. I appreciate it. This is awesome. Who's going to top this? Oh, uh, like.
subscribe. That's right. Follow. Don't forget to like, subscribe, or follow us somewhere. Somewhere. Maybe even here. Wherever. Yep. Shake and bake. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. It was awesome. God, I miss talking to you. Thank you.